Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. So a story that has been dominating not just the local headlines, but it's really starting to get a lot of play on the national scene as well, is the fact that Governor Mara Healy and Mayor Wu have teamed up. You know, they're both kind of blaming each other. Everyone's saying that they have no control over it. They, they don't know what to do. But the point is, is that the recreational center, the Melnia uh, Cass Recreational Center Center in Roxbury, is now being used to house migrants. And they're saying it could be up to 300, 400 families. And because of that, some of the activities that typically take place there for the residents in Roxbury and their children are no longer going to be able to go on and they're going to have to be moved to other areas. There's a lot of residents who are being very outspoken and vocal about their concerns and their their critiques of this, which I applaud them for. We have sound from that coming up. But I thought it'd be great to talk to Domingo DeRosa about this because Domingo has a history of advocating for the community in Roxbury. And Domingo, before we go into what's going on at the Recreational Center, can you tell us a little bit about what you've done in Roxbury as far as the football team goes? Uh, yeah, um, my name is Domingo DeRosa. I run the Boston Bengal Pop One football program, but I'm, I've been a lifetime resident of Boston. Uh, I grew up in Roxbury. I went to high school in Roxbury, elementary school, middle school. So I, I'm deeply connected to Roxbury, uh, especially the cast. Uh, growing up, that was one of the only public state-ran pools in Boston uh, within the Roxbury area that we could use. So I've been using the site since I was as young as 10, 11 years old. And how important is that is that space for young kids growing up there? Is this something where, you know, it's it's a real part of the community? Um, you said you used it a lot. Does the community that's there right now, the, the current residents, are they using that facility often? Oh, yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, a couple of hundreds people um, per week. Um, depending on the time of the year, it can get to thousands, especially, you know, during a heat wave where, we only have that one facility. There's a pool desert here in Roxbury and Dorchester in the South End. Um, so, you know, families flock to this to this state-ran facility because it alleviates some of the issues that we face, um, especially along youth violence and, and stuff like that here in Boston. So it's a very key, key, key component to, to keeping the community sustained. Yeah, and Domingo, I want to talk more about this decision and, you know, bringing illegal aliens in there and how the community is reacting. But before I do, just to go back to the Boston Pop Warner football program, this isn't the first time where this community has been, I'm going to say, disrespected and kind of looked over. And you were someone who was very vocal about that. Can you explain to people what happened with Clifford Park? Well, Clifford Park is, uh, you know, a stone throw away from Mass and Cass. Uh, I grew up in that specific area of Roxbury. And over the years, uh, I became president uh, of the Boston Bengals. And over the years, we've been losing participation because of the overflow 
from Mass and Cash. You know, one one another humanity crisis we face here in Massachusetts that on both levels, you know, folks just point fingers, um, similar to what's going on now. But we're, we've been trying to uh, to get folks in, in different levels of government to actually take this humanity crisis serious because we are the residual, um, you know, collateral damage from the overflow. Um, and we don't have a voice, again, because, you know, Roxbury seems to be the area where uh, a lot of these matters wind up. Yeah, and now let's talk about how people are feeling in Roxbury. There were signs yesterday um, in the Boston Herald. There were photos of some signs that included uh, sentences like, why us, or, you know, why not Wellesley, things along those lines. Um, what do you think the answer is? Does Do Maura Healy, do Mayor Wu, I, I know you said it goes back and forth with the finger pointing, but why why is Roxbury being tasked with this burden? Uh, I know, you know, voting percentages. Uh, I say this to my community all the time. Um, this is the piece that, you know, makes me a controversial type of individual. But the reality is the numbers of voting um, in this precinct, in this district, it's, it's real low. So they take advantage of that by saying, you know, there's not going to be a lot of folks who speak up. But there is a community within this community who are speaking up because we're here. We've been saying it. What happens at the poll shouldn't affect what happens within our community. Our community is disenfranchised from voting because of the years of neglect. The cash center has been neglected for so long that the community has been asking for support to bring it to speed, and it's never enough funding in the budget. But miraculously, we're able to pull in all these resources to help individuals navigate life in Boston and the state of Mass. But we who've been here trying to advocate for the same services seem to fall on deaf ears. And this is where, you know, the, the community is, is being very vocal because all we're asking for is the same services that we're going to provide to these families coming into Roxbury. We want the same services. That's all we've been asking for. But we shouldn't have to, you know, have this, this national uh, uh, matter bring in funding. Like, this should automatically be given to folks um, no matter where they're coming from. Now, Domingo, I want to ask you about the plan for the Boston Youth Track Club because there has been talk that they will be moved to the Reggie Lewis Center. Um, and I guess the time period they could use this would, would be from like 6 to 9 a.m., which the the article I read, the some of the people involved in this are saying that's a, the club treasurer, for example, was telling the Herald this is going to be a tough sell to parents to get their kids up at 6 a.m. to go to the Reggie Lewis Center. But what's your response to that, that now all of these programs are being displaced, they're being moved? Uh, how do you react to that? Well, I, I know how that feels, um, dealing with the Boston Bengals and Clifford Park. So um, I have families who also participate in other activities at the cast. But this is this is the real issue. The issue is the fact that we are not resourcing all of Boston. Our track and field um, community here in Boston has been neglected for, for years, along with other things. We don't have a specific place for these young people to go to because Boston does not own or occupy its own indoor track facility. So that's on a whole nother conversation. But the reality is the services um, that should be provided to these young people are not being provided because, again, we're going back and forth. Who is responsible for this move? Where are we going to put a track program 
if we don't have a facility to house them. Reggie Lewis is the only answer. BU is another answer. But, again, we know these are privately ran, and they're not going to disrupt their scheduling to disrupt what's going on within their community. And that's where we're upset um, because that's what's happening to our community. Now we're being disrupted. Families who take public transportation to this location now have to figure out another way to get to the Reggie Lewis Center. Now, Domingo, are you hearing from parents? Because uh, I always find with issues like this that people have a lot of patience for incompetence or for disruptions when it's just affecting their lives and maybe, you know, their commute or what they do every day. But once it starts affecting their, their kids and the resources or the opportunities their kids have, oftentimes people will get a little bit more vocal and they'll get a little bit more heated about certain issues. Have you been finding that to be the case? Oh, yeah, for, for, for decades. Again, the matters that folks are bringing up regarding this matter has been the same matters that have been vocalized over the last 50 years here in Boston. Um, this community seems to be the one that the resources don't flow as, as fluently as others. And this is where we, we want to talk about and change. You know, the, the cap per person in the South End is thousands of dollars higher than the cap for people in Roxbury. And that's an issue. We shouldn't be putting price tags on people. But within the city, they have a scope of how they divide money within communities. And we see that. And Roxbury sees that. And Dorchester sees that. And the rest of Boston sees that. Now we just need to realize that um, no matter what corner of Boston, folks need to come together on this humanity piece. Because if my home catches on fire, where do I go? Where do I, where do I go with my family longer than a week? Because the, the Red Cross only provides a week of, of shelter. So where do I go after the fact? I can't go to 112 Atkinson Street or, or, or Southampton Street. So where do we go as people if we're in the, in the same situation as folks who are coming to the state of Mass? Very, very good point. Domingo DeRosa, I appreciate your time, sir. Uh, thank you for calling in. Thank you for taking time out of your schedule. And um, we will hopefully talk to you soon. Hopefully there'll be some good news on this front and there'll be some solutions to some of these problems that have popped up and, and popped up very quickly, I would add. Like this all happened very, very fast. And that was part of what I found to be frustrating because you had these residents who were uh, voicing their opinions and saying, why us? You know, why isn't this happening in wealthier communities? And the framing of it from politicians was very much like, well, we're glad that everyone's come together to talk about this and to make these decisions as if there was any sort of option here, as if Roxbury voted for this or, you know, approved this or gave this the green light, which is obviously absurd. This was this was foisted upon them with very little time to prepare and really no other option. Um, Domingo DeRosa, thank you so much. And something else I want to do here before we go to break is I want to play some sound from residents in Roxbury. Now, today, as I mentioned, um, Lawrence Jones was in Boston from Fox, and he was talking to city councilor at large, Erin Murphy, who's fabulous, by the way. I was able to have a conversation with her this morning outside um, of the Melnia Cass Recreational Center, and we were talking about all of these issues. And while she was being interviewed, she went on in like the 7 o'clock hour. There was a woman who was walking by and who decided that she would go on camera and tell Lawrence Jones what she thinks of the issues. And she did a great job. So this is Keisha Effie. I want to play cut three, please, Jared. Why are you outraged? 
because this place was, like you said, it's free. It was a place for our children. Our children. I have four children, and it's sad. You know, I have four boys, you know, and we really don't have nothing in the community that's free for us. Don't get me wrong. It's great that they want to help the immigrants, but what about the Americans that are already here? What about the people that are already here that don't have homes, that don't have jobs, that are sleeping on the street already? These people came from the airport here, probably on boats, probably on buses, and probably all for free. Now they're getting stipends. They're getting what else? I need money for me and my kids, and I was born here. Yeah. And another part of this that I thought was very poignant was Lawrence asked this woman, Keisha Effie, where she thought these kids were going to go now that they didn't have the rec center to go for sports or to hang out or to just have a place to go um, after school. And this was her response. This is cut six. What's going to be the consequence of this being changed and just to migrants? Where are those kids going to go right now? Probably to the streets, to the streets where most of them are already at. You know, you know, like when we look for help, it seems like the state and the governor and them people, they push us away. They want to turn our children to animals. They want our children to be bad and F up. Yeah. We want better for our community. Yeah. And uh, we have another sound cut here of a Roxbury resident who was yelling outside of the Cass Rec Center. We will play that for you when we return. And there's a lot of news to get to. I also do want to talk about Hunter Biden before we wrap up this show. And on a lighter note, as I told Jared, I've got some news on Groundhog's Day, which is Jared's. What's the opposite of someone's high holiday? It's like the worst day of the year for you. It's. Yeah, I don't know what the the term is. It, it's it's groundhog. It's the bane of your existence, and I am not here for it. Every year, Jared goes on a Groundhog Day rant. That's our tradition. That's how we mark the Groundhog anniversary. Um, but I have some good news for Jared on that front, so we will get to that. Auctions are one of the oldest forms of commerce known to man. Auctions are how economies determine values for assets and commodities, and auctions are not a fire sale at a discounted price. I had Justin Manning on recently, and we were talking about everything about the real estate market and what to expect. And one thing that I loved is he was telling me about my listeners that have gone to J.J. Manning auctioneers and sold their homes via auction. And he said the great thing about your listeners is they don't like to do what they're told. They don't just like to take direction and do something because everybody else is doing it. A lot of them are free thinkers and they're they're open to new ideas. And he said, this is a really great way to sell your property. And if you're open minded and you're kind of game for it, you can you can actually end up doing really well with it. And that was a cool conversation to have because I'm glad my listeners are getting the most bang for their buck because they're opening up their minds to someone like Justin Manning and J.J. Manning and auctioning your home. It's a really cool way to do things. Manning's time-tested approach began over 16,000 auctions ago in 1976. So even though I'm saying, oh, it's new and it's cool and it's hip, it's also the proof is in the pudding because this has been around since 1976 and it works. In the Manning method, there are no contingencies the buyer signs their exclusive PNS and makes a 10% non-refundable deposit that day, and you set the terms which all buyers must follow. 
So JJ Manning uses their 30-30 marketing plan, 30 days of marketing saturation, and 30 days to close. To learn more on how to get your commercial, residential, or land sold quickly, contact Charlie Gill at 800-521-0111 or visit jjmanning.com. I would also encourage you to check out the podcast we did with Justin Manning because when you listen to him, you'll understand why you can trust him, why he's such an expert at this, and why he's the best person to handle your real estate. Call Charlie today at 800-521-0111 or go to jjmanning.com and get your real estate sold. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. Today's poll question is brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway with Caroline Levitt to Iceland. For more information, go to gracecurlyshow.com and click on the listener getaway banner. And while you're there, you can vote in the poll question. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question is, should President Trump's PACs use money for his legal bills? Not that you have any say in it, voters, because they are using it for his legal bills. According to Just the News, former President Donald Trump's political action committees paid more than $50 million in legal bills last year. Now, keep in mind, the the PAC is Trump's Save America PAC, and it covered the vast majority of his legal bills. I have to assume people who are contributing to Trump's Save America PAC are more than okay with their money going to fight his legal bills, especially because... It's so intertwined now with this election. Like, it's hard not to look at every indictment, especially the more we find out about Fannie Willis, for example, which we're going to talk about, and not think that each indictment is just a political weapon being used against Trump. So naturally, he's going to use his own political weapons, his own fundraising to combat that. So I have no issue with him. And everyone knows as of late, I've been critical of Donald Trump and I have had issues with him. This I don't see as a problem. I don't think he should be using his own money to fight these cases, which clearly some of them are highly political and they wouldn't be happening if he wasn't running for president. 65% of the audience now agrees with you. Okay, when we come back, we are going to do woker jokes. So get on the lines right now but the other thing i wanted to mention here jared and actually you know what i'll save john podesta i'll go to fanny willis because i just brought up fanny willis and there's more to this story so the da of fulton county and by the way uh, they're trying to disqualify her trump just signed on to that motion to disqualify her there's more information now this is from the daily caller business partners of da fanny willis's alleged lover nathan wade so fanny willis's lover Nathan Wade, his business partners, made donations to her campaign before receiving lucrative contracts from her office. Is that called pay to play? Is that is that a conflict of interest? Rank corruption. Terrence Bradley and Christopher Campbell. So those are his his two former partners. And you know that because he used to be a partner at Wade and Campbell firm and also conveniently Wade Bradley and Campbell firm. They collectively contributed more than $5,000 to Willis's campaign. Now, listen to this payoff. This is pretty good. Bradley makes three donations, right? And the district attorney's office pays Bradley $74,000 
between roughly some change between May of 2021 and 2022, according to county records. It remains unclear what work he was doing during that period, but I'm sure it was I'm sure he was working hard. Campbell, who donated $1,000 to Willis's campaign in June of 2020, contracted with the district attorney's office in January 2021 to provide services as a taint attorney for $150 an hour. Campbell has earned a total of $126,000 from the district's attorney's office since 2021. For that small of a donation, I would have donated. We'll be right back. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Grace Curley Show. The number is 844-500-4242, and that's the number to call right now if you want to participate in everyone's favorite weekly segment, Woke or Joke, which is brought to you by Aviva Trattoria. A gift card to Aviva Trattoria is the perfect gift for any occasion, so pick one up at any of their locations. They've got a lot more locations now than they did, so make sure you go to avivatrattoria.com to check that out. Also check out the menu so you can know what you're going to get before you get there so that if you're going with Taylor Cormier, you don't delay him because he likes things to run smoothly. Smoothly. Not quickly, smoothly. smoothly. There's a difference. That's right. Now it's time. Let's hope Woker Joke runs smoothly. That's your show. You do what you want. <laughs> Let's play it. Everything woke turns to shit, okay? I started a joke. Ha, 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 ha. Pink-haired Wokers. <laughs> the word woke means loser. <laughs> Have to choke. Now, if you didn't make it on um, right away, you just keep calling in and people will fall off the line as they win or lose. And then you get a chance to play the game. So it's 844-500-4242. Here's how it works. Taylor's going to read you a headline. You have to tell us, is it woke as in it's real or is it a joke? Did someone here at the Howie Carr Radio Network make it up out of whole cloth? So without further ado, are you ready, Taylor? I'm ready. Let's play the game. Mark, you're up first on Woke or Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Mark? Yes, I am. I'm ready and ready to go. All right, Mark, here's your headline. Petition to move black history to a month with 31 days gathers tens of thousands of signatures. Woke. I'm sorry, I missed that one, Mark. That is woke. I'm sorry, it's a joke. Oh. By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. Do you find that when someone loses woke or joke and they're so confident in their answer that there's something more satisfying about it? More satisfying when they're very confident? Yeah, like when they say woke and then we get to say, no, you big loser. It's actually a joke. I don't know. Does that mean? I find every loss satisfying. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Tom, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Are you ready for your headline, Tom? Yes, I am. Okay, Tom. Here's your headline. From Barnum and Bailey to Punxsutawney Phil... Animal rights activists prepare for their busiest season. Woke. 
Sorry, that's a joke. By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. Do we have any headlines on Punxsutawney Phil? We don't. Okay, so can I tell everyone this? It's not a woke joke. Your favorite story about a certain mayor? No, 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 oh, Okay. No. I saved that for the actual day. That's, that's how we celebrate. There is a move by PETA to get rid of Groundhog's Day, to stop using the groundhogs. They think they're being exploited. They think they're, you know, trotting them out and having them do this thing where they're predicting if there's going to be whatever, six more weeks or six less weeks, and they think it's unfair. And my it's question- unfair? Yeah, it's not right. Like, the, the, the groundhog shouldn't be put through that. <laughs> they under a great deal of stress. Is the is Punxsutawney Phil back at the zoo going, I gotta think of something. What is it gonna be this year? <laughs> I can't believe the day's already come. It happened so fast. Yeah, I don't know. We can get into it more, because I know Jared probably has I'm some- I'm feeling it. I'm out of focus. What's gonna happen? It just seems like, how do they know that the the groundhogs aren't looking forward to it? Like their one day where they get a little bit of attention. I was listening to a podcast and the girls made that point. They said, this this could be like something that this groundhog looks forward to all year. I don't think. <laughs> and then you take that it away. Groundhog doesn't have a calendar in its habitat, does it? It could. It could. Karina, you're up next on the Grace Curly Show. Are you ready for your woke or joke headline, Karina? Yes, thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Karina. I'm here's, rooting for you. Here's your headline. You know what? I am too. <laughs> Pentagon denies Fox News conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift is a political asset. Uh, let's go with woke. It is woke, Karina. Very good. Not a joke. Not a joke. Which, of course, means she's absolutely a political asset. If the Pentagon outrightly denied it, that means it's true. This whole thing is, like, exhausting to me. All of these conservatives on Twitter talking about Taylor Swift. Focus your attention elsewhere. You're giving this woman so much more power than you should be. And she she has popularity. She has fans. Just move on from this. Do you want her fans to be motivated to hate you and then come out and vote for Joe Biden? Because that's what you're that's what you're leaning them towards. That's what was going to happen. No, but a lot of these people, if, if, if you're a young, younger female, you really love like you're 18 to 30, whatever. You really love Taylor Swift. You really love her music. You're obsessed right now with this whole football thing. Travis Kelsey, they're dating. Yada, yada, yada. I really don't think they're that concerned about Joe Biden. But if a bunch of conservatives start to tell them, you shouldn't be taking your political advice from Taylor Swift, guess what they're going to do? They're going to take their political advice from Taylor Swift? I think they were going to no, do that anyway. No, I'm telling you, Taylor, people love... I think this is a psyop. I don't believe uh, this is a real uh, relationship. What was the origin? You think that her she's dating Travis Kelsey to try to undermine donald she's trump generated over a third of a billion dollars for the nfl just by her presence you think this is all i think a this is a multifaceted plot. multifaceted multi-pronged well you should plot. keep going with that because it's going to turn out i don't, I don't all appreciate of these, this attitude right now it's going to turn out all of these voters who otherwise would probably be too preoccupied with this giant plot that she's doing and they wouldn't be worried about voting but if you start telling them that they shouldn't take I their didn't political create the psyop I'm it's just not saying, a psyop this is the dumbest thing listen, and i cannot believe listen, Grace, that conservatives are running with this and they're actually they're actually falling for this like you're giving you. democrats just what they 
want. They want to make her into a martyr, and you're making it happen. Let me tell you something. It's literally. The argument against it is a distraction. Uh, I can't. By the way, the Pentagon in their press release said in response, as for this conspiracy theory, we are going to shake it off. Did they really? They did. You know, that reminds Did you see the story a couple of weeks ago? Stop it. Get some help. Can um, everyone just stop trying to get clout from Taylor Swift? Just let her be. Everyone's trying to like get in on this moment. And the airlines are... a little are, Taylor defensive. No, the You're airlines... You're Taylor, aren't you? I am Team Taylor. I love Taylor yeah. Swift. The airlines... And you think... Can that, I finish my sentence, no, please? No, you didn't let me finish. You, no. You're being defensive because you think that she's being used by the government. No, that's not what I think. But thank you for explaining what I think. Um, what I think is that these airlines are now saying that the flights to the Super Bowl are 1989 flights. And this flight's called this flight. And it's like the airlines, they have nothing else to worry about than, than trying to get in on this Taylor Swift stuff. Maybe the airlines should be worried about, I don't know, keeping the planes intact. Well, it's like a few weeks ago, the federal transportation, they said, no more cutesy stuff on the billboards. Please. And you know what? Everybody else was mad about that. I said, thank God. People like that? I'm so sick of, use your blanker, bumper sticker, blah, blah, blah. We get it. We live in an area that has an accent. Okay? I hate those. I hate when they try to be funny. Because then it is a distraction, I agree, because you're trying to read it and you catch like the tail end of it. <laughs> you catch the punchline, but you don't catch the setup. Then you got to, okay, I guess I got I to gotta watch the sign now for the setup and then the punchline again to see if I get it. Then it wasn't worth your time. And then you've rear-ended somebody. So I completely agree with that. You could also make that argument about vanity plates, trying to get so close up to see what it is. And then you just like, <laughs> That's a good point. And then you're also distracted because you're trying to... Sometimes people have really clever ones and you're trying to sound them out. You're trying to decipher it. Yes. Yeah. I love doing it. That's a favorite pastime of mine. (laughs) I like deciphering (laughs) vanity plates. Okay, let's go to Tony. You're up next on The Grace Curly Show. Are you ready for your headline, Tony? I am. Also, I agree with you, Taylor. We're being psyched. Oh, God. Thank you, Tony. All right, here is your headline, Academic demands diversity because there are too many white robots. I'm going to go with joke on that one. Not a joke. It's true. I'm sorry, Tony. We're bros, but I got to let you lose on this Not one. a joke. Not a joke. Can you repeat that to me one more time, please? Academic demands diversity because there are too many white robots. Dwight does not play a robot. <laughs> Well, you know, that movie with Will Smith, they were They're all, all white. white robots. Yeah, they were all white robots. I remember mm-hmm. that. That's the only movie I think of when I think robots. There's got to be more. But Wally? That's no, never saw it. All those robots were white. Eve was white, right? Mm-hmm. They, they might be onto something. Brian, you're up next on Woker Joke. Big Hero 6, that's a white robot. Are you ready for your headline, Brian? I am ready, and Grace, I think Taylor was mansplaining to you. Thank you, Brian. I do, too. And I'm writing up a report (laughs) right now. Okay. You submit that to HR immediately. (laughs) All right. Here is your headline. Oakland employer tells workers to stay indoors for lunch as crime surges. Oh, I like this one. I believe that that is woke. It is woke. Yes. 
Not a, a lot joke. of stories coming out of Oakland. There is the story about the In and Out. Then there was a story about the Denny's. And now there's this story. This is Kaiser Permanente. They urged, they advised their employees in downtown Oakland to stay inside during breaks in the wake of the city's recent crime surges. It's the city's li- largest private employer. Um, they said, don't walk to lunch. Instead, get food delivered. <laughs> Let the delivery people risk their lives. After a series of employee robberies, the memo also advised employees who do not work at the Oakland location to conduct remote meetings or have them somewhere else. Yeah. Oof. Crime is up 21% as of last year. Burglary up 23% since 2022. Normalcy being restored. Peter, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Are you ready for your headline, Peter? Ready. All right, Peter, here is your headline. Luxury brand partners with Trump accuser to create E-Jeans, breathable denim for the lady in her 80s. That's a joke. It is a joke. That was pretty transparent. <laughs> By the way, that was a joke. That's not true. Thank God you got, got that one. Slip a in there. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Peter, if you can't get that one, yikes. Uh, Ed, you're up next on Woke or Joke. Are you ready for your headline, Ed? Not yet. Oh. Yes, I am. Okay, here we go. All right, Ed, here's your headline. Restaurant forces patron to sign waiver for medium burger. Woke. It is woke. It's true. Not a joke. Not a joke. Medium, like it can read your mind. A medium burger was that a te- an attempt at a joke, or are you being serious? Well, no, I don't get it. A medium size or medium, like medium. Is she pulling my leg? Are you? I can't tell. A medium right burger, like medium rare. Oh, the temperature. Medium, I've never heard it. Well. I've never heard anyone say it like well, that. A medium a burger. Medium cooked. Medium cooked. Medium. Okay, I didn't know. Okay, I'm sorry. Medium? I I hardly know. know. I don't know if you were joking with me or not. This is in Toronto, a Hilton in Toronto. Uh, They had a a visiting American patron sign a waiver before they got their meal because they wanted their burger only cooked medium. So they're worried that if they give it to you and it's a little bit... It could, Bloody. because they all, they, a lot of restaurants, they cook their burgers to at least medium in order to kill off any possible E. coli. Yeah. I stay away from, is my, my posh point of the week, I stay away from restaurants that say we cook all of our burgers and steaks to at least medium. I like my meat medium rare. So do I, but I, I just don't. <laughs> I just don't act so pompous about it, but con- congrats. It's my money. It's Good for my, you. I'm just letting you. You're, you're being something today. <laughs> oh, fresh. what if, what if over there? Fresh. Oh, Taylor doesn't like when other people are fresh. He's the only one who's allowed to be fresh. I'm not fresh to you specifically. I'm just fresh in general. True. That's very true. Well, maybe I wanted to be fresh today. <laughs> Certainly accomplished that. Well, everyone, thanks for tuning in to Woker Joke. Do you have anything else to add, Taylor? No, I'm good. Okay, we'll be back with more. Be making my prompt exit from the studio. <laughs> so dramatic. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Follow Grace on Twitter at G underscore Curly. This is the Grace Curly Show. 
We have people on the lines who want to talk about what's happening in Roxbury. And before we do get to that, I, I want to play a sound cut here from a resident, a Roxbury resident who was yelling outside of the rec center yesterday. Can I have cut seven, please, Jared? So why can't I get in the f- building? Because you can't get in right now. No one can in. Why? Where's the mirror at? Y'all, this town's a f***ing sham, yo. It's all about money. It's a money grab. Y'all give a f*** about the motherfuckers that was born and f***ing raised here. Y'all raised the f***ing rich. So f***ing high. Can't afford to live here. But y'all gonna bring some other motherfuckers here? That doesn't f***ing add up. It doesn't make no sense. None. None. I'm f***ing homeless. I work a full-time job, 40 hours, and can't pay to live here. How the f*** are y'all going to bring somebody else here? Yeah, he says it doesn't add up, and you know what? The It does add up, though. Here's the issue. If you want to have no borders, if you want to let everyone in, if you want to let everyone come in here and you want to incentivize it, this is what's going to happen. And somebody in some community is going to have to pay the price for it. So in a lot of ways, it does add up. Nobody was just looking at the equation for the last couple of years. Uh, Tom, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Tom. Hi, Grace. First of all, I want to start off with, I think Taylor was rude. (laughs) You know, less than, you know, he's far superior with his burger comments. So, he wasn't. He wasn't. All is all is good. We talked off the air, and um, we're we're okay. Yeah, I just thought it was ignorant, but that's the reason I'm calling is about uh, the Roxbury situation. I lived in. I was born in Roxbury. I lived in Dorchester most of my life. I finally made it over the bridge to uh, Weymouth. And why aren't they talking? Why aren't you talking about Weymouth and Quincy? You know, they have the same problem, but I don't hear anybody. I heard Howie talk about it once. That's it. Yeah. Not briefly about the Nazarene College. Yeah, no, there's there's a million examples, Tom. Um, we are focused on this one just because of the fact that it happened very quickly and it's so many people. I think they're saying it's 400 families who are going to be moved into this recreational center in Roxbury, and no one was really asked about it. Um, none of the residents were really uh given an option here. And you're right. It's the same thing in Weymouth. It's the same thing in a lot of these communities. And I do my best to cover it as it comes. Unfortunately, there's so many of these stories every single day. I mean, Brian Kilmeade said it today after I talked to Lawrence Jones. He said it's a different, it's the same story in different cities around the country right now. And people are starting to speak out. People are starting to get fed up. The dam is breaking as you're seeing in Roxbury right now. Um, But Absolutely, Tom. There's so many communities that have been affected by this, and no one seems to be being held accountable for these horrible decisions and poor planning. We'll be right back.